0: Welcome to Diddy and Hawthorne in the in-between, or DH and I. I'm your host, Mackenzie Gentz, and you're listening to our podcast about the relevance of literature in the twenty-first century. Now bookmark that book and let's begin. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. Today's title has two embedded yet perpendicular meanings. The first is why we don't talk about memoir on the show, and the second is why people don't talk about memoir more broadly. So the question with this second theme is, what is it about the phenomenon of memoir that evades general book conversation? And I'll explain more about what I mean by that later in the episode, so your confusion with my overgeneralizations here won't last long. The impetus for this episode, or in other words, how I came across this topic in the first place, was because I was thinking about what kind of reader I am more generally. I have way more time to think nowadays than I should allow myself to have, but that extra time really brought about this reflection on why literature is so important and central to my life and how those values inform my process of reading. My philosophy of what makes a good reader has two sides. The first is the slow reader and then the second is the fast reader. The slow reader is the one that takes time to chew on every word in the sentence and doesn't move on to the next section or the next sentence until they've parsed out every last bit of meaning that they're able to find. Think of this reader as someone who is really trying their best to learn a foreign language, and they're at a place where they are motivated enough to read with a dictionary and a notebook at their side. Reading speed for this reader is irrelevant. The fast reader, by contrast, is the one that wants to get a general sense of what's going on and reads at a much faster reading speed. They're not skimming the text by any means, but rather breaking each paragraph, page, or chapter into manageable sections while they're reading. This large-scale focus allows this reader to track general themes, characterizations, or patterns in the text without getting stuck on every single bit of minutiae that's there. Think of this reader as someone who is completing a timed exam, like an AP test or the LSAT, and has a focus other than looking at each word in the text. I do my best to be both of these kinds of readers, sometimes simultaneously. For class, I am, for the most part, the slow reader, the one who takes hours to finish each 20-page reading, the one who reads every footnote, who checks the references, and walks back the cat, as they say in academia. For leisure, however, I would say that for 60% of my leisure reading, I am for the most part the fast reader. What I think I value and look for in my fast reading is a sense of how that particular book or that particular author fits into the literary canon, if at all. I love cross comparison and looking at similarities or differences between texts of the same time period, style, language, or character, or authors of the same time period, social status, ethnicity, gender, what have you. To me, again, that is what I find the most value valuable in my leisure reading. That any type of reading I do, even though I've generalized the process here quite a bit, is a mix of reading styles and strategies that change depending on the mood, difficulty, and what I'm interested in in the text. The other 40%, by the way, are those books that I read that challenge some aspect or aspects of the English language. That could be a hard book of literary fiction, like... The Road, The Sound and the Fury, or Infinite Jest, or even certain parts of memoirs. For example, I'm currently reading Sally Field's brilliant memoir, In Pieces, and there are quite a few sections in that book that I feel I must take slowly, reread, and process and digest before moving on. This split in necessity between fast and slow reading, I think, is a sign of a really good piece of writing. And what's more, both of these skills, again, are extremely important for learning how to read well. Now ever since I started reading a book a week four years ago, when asked about what genre of book is my favorite, what books I'm drawn to the most, I usually either answer memoir literary fiction or new literary fiction, something along those lines. (laughs) Interestingly, and in a massive aside, when I went back and counted the number of memoirs and the number of new lit fic books that I have read in the past four years, I realized that the real numbers for memoir weren't as high as I thought. First of all, my average for the number of memoirs that I read is only 18.5% of the whole 52 books I read a year compared to the around 35% minimum that my intuition was telling me that I read. From the new literary fiction or recently published books, many of which we review on this channel actually, I averaged a bit higher, around 26.6% of all books read, which was really on par with my expectations. Still though, I've had ample opportunity to review a memoir on the show, and I will say that most times when I read a memoir, I'm tempted to do just that, but then I get stuck at the part where I'm supposed to somehow, in a 15 minute episode, encapsulate the parts of someone's life that they've trusted their audience enough with to share. There's something almost traumatically bare about the memoir, where if it's done right, you feel you've been let in on a dirty secret. And for me, I've always felt that their words are the truest to their message, their lives, and for me to do a review on those words, to paraphrase them, or to talk about what I feel they accomplish or don't accomplish would ultimately take away from the point of the memoir as a genre, which is to provide a space to reflect and to be as authentic as possible within the hall of mirrors that is the public eye. And that's the dilemma that always stops me when I think, oh, I was so touched by this memoir. There's always a point when I realize that there's no way I could accurately and sensitively review the work aside from just reading it to you or recommend that you yourselves read it cover to cover. In real life with friends and family and whatnot, I personally find myself talking about memoir only when I feel that it is relevant to a very specific aspect of whatever conversation I'm having. In that way, I'll often mention an aspect of the person's life that stuck out to me or a stylistic choice, such as the font, in What Is It All But Luminous by Art Garfunkel or a philosophy that I really related to, because there's no pressure to represent that person's entire thoughts or circumstances in that kind of reference to a memoir. Were I to have a conversation exclusively about memoir, however, that's where the roadblock would appear again. And I've experienced this in action as well, where someone will be telling me extensively about a memoir that affected them, but in my experience, that extensive commentary usually comes with a bunch of qualifiers, like, oh, at least that was my interpretation of it, or that was what I gleaned from it, or if you didn't have a similar experience, that scene might not have affected you as it affected me, these kinds of things. But I'm curious, have you all also noticed this hesitancy to talk about memoir? Do you like the genre? And if so, what are your favorite memoirs? Why? To end today, I'm going to recommend some memoirs that deeply affected me, that stay with me, sometimes years after my having read them, in no particular order, and surely with some vital omissions from my end. Educated by Tara Westover, The Year of Magical Thinking by Joan Didion, In Pieces by Sally Field, Blue Nights by Joan Didion, The White Book by Han Khan, Everything That Remains by The Minimalists, and Me Talk Pretty One Day by David Sedaris. That's all for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and the last few weeks of offbeat episodes from the show. Two reminders here. First, if you want to have an influence on what we review, fill out the open survey in the comments. It means a lot to us. And second, make sure to keep up with our quarantine blog, which is found at relevanceofliterature.com slash COVID-19. See you all on Thursday. If you enjoyed the discussion and would like to hear more from us, there is a show and a series for everyone, so I'd recommend checking out our website, relevanceofliterature.com, under the Ongoing Series tab for links to our entire back catalog of episodes. We also have a couple of open surveys that you can find through the links in the description, so if you have three minutes while you're waiting in line somewhere, we would very much appreciate your feedback on our show. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode, and we'll see you next time.